I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. On this episode of Newt's World, when President Biden held a two-hour press briefing on January 19th at the White House, I expected the press would ask the usual questions. What was he doing about Russia's invasion of Ukraine? Where, by the way, he made an enormous mistake and they spent the next two days trying to correct it. Would Kamala Harris be his running mate in 2024? How does he address inflation issues and the continuing COVID crisis? But then he came to one part in his press conference that immediately caught my attention. Think about this. What are Republicans for? What are they for? Name me one thing they're for. So I tell my Republican friends, here I come. This is going to be about what are you for? What are you for? Well, I'm here to answer President Biden's question because we're going to win 2022 in a landslide and we're going to win it both in a campaign that is a referendum on the reality of his failures and a campaign that is a clear choice between the policies that do not work with big government socialism and the policies Republicans are developing. So I think at the end of this podcast, you'll agree Republicans have many answers, many solutions, and many opportunities to win the debate as we go into this election. I actually want to answer the president and lay out for you today what Republicans do stand for, what the historic record is, and why I'm confident that in a campaign involving a choice between what he's trying to do and what Republicans would try to do, we will win decisively, as well as the campaign about reality, where his failures also guarantee that we would win decisively. 
from my perspective, if he wants to have a debate over what are you for, it further illustrates how out of touch he is with the American people. Because on virtually every topic, what he is for is pretty unpopular, and what Republicans are for is pretty popular. And I think that it's important to realize that there's a great virtue to the Republican Party in outlining whether you call it the contract with America, as we did in 1994, or whether it is a commitment to America, which is the term that Kevin McCarthy used when they picked up 15 seats in 2020. Remember, that was a time they were supposed to lose 25. So with Kevin McCarthy's leadership, you had a swing of 40 seats from where the experts thought at the beginning of the year they would end up. And I think part of it was that they were positive. They were committed to something. I watched the same thing happen with Glenn Youngkin's campaign for governor in Virginia. Youngkin stood for very specific, positive Virginia solutions, while his opponent, the former Democratic governor, Terry McAuliffe, tried to wage a national campaign and tried to focus on Donald Trump. And the fact is, Virginians felt they needed a governor who cared about Virginia. And it turned into being, I think, a really historic victory, which in his first week as governor, Youngkin has fully implemented the things he campaigned on and has been very effective, I think, at convincing the people of Virginia that he actually means what he said and he's actually going to get something good done. So the question is twofold. One, should Republicans run a positive campaign? And two, if they did, what are the contrasts between us and the Biden administration Democrats and, of course, the Schumer-Pelosi Democrats? I think they are wide open. And this is where I think Biden is in a real trap. On the one hand, he can't run a performance campaign. He can't go out and say, do you like the price of oil? Do you like the fact that there's nothing on your grocery shelf? Are you happy to have another million people cross the border illegally? Are you comfortable with the level of murder and robbery going on in our big cities? You know, he can't have a, let's have a referendum on performance, which is what, frankly, it's going to become in part, because he'll get killed. So he's come up with this idea, oh, let's force a contrast, because what they don't understand on the left is people don't like them. They don't want these things. You go out and you ask people about a whole series of things that the Democrats are doing, and it turns out on item after item that they're a disaster. I've been working on an American majority project, and we've done a whole series of focus groups, several polls. We've also taken the questions on a number of other national polls. And when we go out and we test ideas, if you contrast making Trump's tax cut permanent with the idea of the Biden tax increase, overwhelmingly, the American people would rather make the tax cuts permanent and not have tax increases. If you go out and ask the American people, do they think there's enough waste and fraud in government that you could balance the federal budget just by cutting out the corruption and the fraud, over 70% say yes. Now think about it. That means the average American's out there saying that Joe Biden is presiding over so much fraud and so much waste that we could have a balanced budget if we just had an honest government. When you go down this whole list of things, you suddenly discover what was a key factor in Glenn Youngkin's victory. It was education. Now, historically, education was an issue for the Democrats. But they've combined several things that really a terrible formula, which you can't run a contrast campaign as a Democrat and expect to win on education right now. Why? One, the big inner city schools don't work. We all know they don't work. 
We knew this in 1983 when the Reagan administration released A Nation at Risk, the Imperative for Educational Reform. So the teachers' unions defend the right to be paid for schools that aren't functioning, and nobody makes any serious effort to fix them. Second, people are very angry about this whole idea of teaching racist ideas and racist concepts in school, telling young white children that they should feel guilty because they're privileged, and rigging the game. And the result has been, and this was a major factor in Glenn Youngkin's victory in Virginia, the people were just fed up with it. Third, people want schools based on merit. They actually think you should learn. They think that grades should mean something. And when they run into these left-wing cuckoos, for example, the state of Oregon Department of Education published a report on possibly abolishing mathematics because some people don't do well at math. So in order to let them feel better, we just won't have math, and then they won't be able to fail, and they'll feel better about themselves. Of course, they won't be able to do any math. They won't be able to get a job, and people will decide that they're functionally incompetent, but they'll feel better while they're in school. This is the kind of thing the average American looks at, and it was a big factor, again, in Youngkin's campaign in Virginia, because the left had talked about phasing out all of the magnet schools for really good students. And people, in particular, Asian Americans feel very deeply that education is the path to the future. And they want their children to study hard, and they want their children to go to the best schools, and they deeply resent the idea that we should eliminate grades, eliminate achievement, eliminate excellence, and just pretend that everybody should feel good about themselves because nobody's ever going to tell them whether or not they can read. That is a formula for disaster, and the country knows it. The trap that the Biden, Harris, Schumer, Pelosi team are caught in is they can't win a debate on performance and they can't win a debate on the issues. To suggest that Republicans don't have any solutions is just nonsense. First of all, let's just take something as simple as making the Trump tax cuts permanent. That's about a 57 to 20. Yes, people get it. They'd like the tax cuts to be permanent. They like the kind of job growth they were creating, and they think that tax increases will kill jobs. Take the question of crime. I mean, just in the last few weeks, it has finally exploded, and people have begun to look at whether it is the young girl who was killed. I think she was 19 in New York, working at a Burger King. A man just walked in and shot her for no good reason. I think the term evil has to be resurrected. We've gone through two generations of what Daniel Patrick Moynihan, the senator and famous sociologist, wrote an essay called Defining Deviancy Down, in which he said, in order to cope with reality, you pretend things aren't bad. And so gradually over time, bad language becomes acceptable because people use it, bad behavior becomes acceptable, and so forth. Well, maybe the time has come to define deviancy up and to say, some people are just evil. The man who was a career criminal in Los Angeles who killed the 24-year-old UCLA student in the furniture store, was evil. And people who are evil shouldn't be on the street. They should be locked up for life if you don't believe in the death penalty, or in some cases they should get the death penalty. But there's no excuse. This particular person had, I think, 11 different arrests, had been released 11 times, and finally killed a totally innocent young woman who deserved to have a full and healthy and free life. And instead, she's dead. And I think one of the great differences between the left and the Republicans is the willingness of Republicans to value the innocent above the criminal. 
and the willingness of the left to protect the criminal rather than the innocent. In fact, there was a memo which has now been withdrawn by one of the left-wing district attorneys that George Soros's money helped elect, in which he said, if somebody comes in and robs you with a gun, but they don't actually shoot you, we should treat it as a misdemeanor, kind of like, you know, jaywalking. Well, when that memo got out, people were so enraged they had to pull it. But it told you the mindset of these left-wing district attorneys. The one in New York, I suspect, is going to get fired because New York state law apparently allows the governor to fire them. The two in San Francisco and Los Angeles now face recalls. I suspect the Pennsylvania state legislature is looking at firing the district attorney in Philadelphia. These are all people who represent the values of the Biden-Harris-Pelosi-Schumer system, and they're all wrong. And Republicans do know how to solve crime. If you go back and you look at Chief Bill Bratton and Mayor Rudy Giuliani, they turned around New York City in less than two years. They took it from a city where people were frightened, where crime was rampant, where Times Square felt unsafe even at noon. And within two years, they'd begun to create the safest big city in America. It was followed up on by Mayor Bloomberg. And the result was by the end of those two mayors, New York City was literally safer, the biggest city in the country, huge number of immigrants, but very, very safe. Well, every single principle that Bill Bratton, the police chief, had imposed was repudiated by the left. And the result has been exactly what you'd expect. So when they say, well, Republicans don't have any ideas, sure we do. It's just that our ideas aren't acceptable to people like Joe Biden. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane. So shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We have very clear ideas about the border. Finish the wall. I did a podcast recently with the mayor of Yuma, who has seen a 2,500% increase in illegal immigration in his town. 2,500% under Biden. And he says, you know, we got a wall, it's just that we don't have the gates. So you just have to walk down the wall to the open gate and walk through. How nutty can it be? We know how to stop it. Think about the reality that while pressuring, browbeating, firing, going through all these steps to get Americans to get vaccinated, the Biden administration is doing nothing to vaccinate or to check for COVID or for other public health diseases, all the people who are pouring across the border. Similarly, the Biden administration does nothing to check about whether or not they have criminal records. And as word gets out that Joe Biden loves you and wants you to come America, they're coming from everywhere. The mayor of Yuma was telling me how many people come from India. He said often carrying Gucci handbags and going straight to the airport to buy an airplane ticket to somewhere in America. At the same time, in the last couple of days, along the Texas border, they picked up several people from China. The reality is the words going out around the planet that Joe Biden is willing to let you come into the U.S. illegally. So we have all of these restrictions at airports. We have all the effort to screen people as long as you come in legally. But if you go through Mexico, you come in illegally. I mean, if you think about it, it's totally nuts. And for Biden to say we don't have ideas, let's just start with the simple basic idea, control the border. Now, he doesn't like that idea, so he can say we don't have an idea I like, but that's the whole point of this conversation, that the things we would do are not things that Biden is comfortable doing. The fact is we would be for American energy. Biden is apparently for Saudi Arabian and Russian energy. So on the one hand, he's threatening Putin on the other hand, he's allowing the price of oil to rise, which is the primary source of Putin's revenue. So Putin has more money to spend on the Russian military, thanks to Joe Biden. And Biden is now begging the Russians and the Saudis and others to pump more oil at the very same time that he's stopping the American companies from pumping American oil. You know, so again, he may not like the Republican ideas, but there's a very simple idea. Go back to what Trump was doing, maximize American oil and gas production. And by the way, maximize the export of gas, which is a great way if you're concerned about global warming. If you convert from coal to gas, you dramatically reduce the carbon loading of the atmosphere. And the U.S. could have an enormous business selling natural gas around the world, except, of course, we have a president and a Democratic Party that is opposed to natural gas. They are opposed to anything except solar power, which is, guess what, mostly made of panels manufactured in China. So they increase our dependence on China. They increase our dependence on Saudi Arabia and Russia. 
and they say that we don't have an alternative. One, their policy doesn't work. You know that every time you go to the gas station. Two, we do have an alternative. It's just not acceptable to them. Let me suggest a number of other areas where I think that Biden just doesn't get it. Republicans favor a defense department focused on defense. We do not believe having a defense department focused on woke sociological values is a very good idea. First of all, we think it's very dangerous and it's very divisive. And it means you're not focusing on the big threats. I mean, the biggest threat's China. And the fact is right now, I'm very concerned that we would lose a major war with China. I see no evidence that this particular Pentagon with the current leadership has any hope of defeating China. And again, that's a major difference. While Donald Trump was trying to get us out of Afghanistan and had said publicly we should get out, he was trying to get us out in a very complicated negotiation, which had basically stopped the Taliban in its tracks. The fact is no American soldier had been killed for a year and a half. And Trump was very prepared to use American air power to annihilate the Taliban if, in fact, they had broken their word and started killing Americans. The level of incompetence displayed by the American military in withdrawing from Afghanistan, the degree to which somebody conceded that we could give up Bagram Air Base but try to keep the air base that's inside Kabul and try to keep the embassy when we were giving up our military capabilities, all of this stuff is nuts. When Biden says there's not an alternative, sure there is. Have a competent Pentagon fire all the people who proved to be incompetent, which would include the Secretary of Defense and the Chairman of the Joint Chiefs. Insist on promoting generals and admirals who actually believe in winning wars and who are willing to be tough and be in favor of the steps necessary for national security to operate, and you'd be in much better shape. There are some other things that I think we have to confront where we just represent a very different approach to things. It's very clear that the public health system in the United States failed in the entire COVID epidemic process. And it's very clear that we need a profound review of what happened from the Center for Disease Control to the Food and Drug Administration to the Health and Human Services to the local public health agencies. The truth is there's not a single public health system in the United States. Every county is different. You still have a system in which many places uses a fax machine. You have to say to yourself, if McDonald's can have 38,000 stores worldwide report every evening in real time, why is it it takes two weeks to figure out what's happening in Rochester, New York, or what's happening in Atlanta, Georgia? And the fact is that the Center for Disease Control has proven itself to be bureaucratic, cumbersome, and incompetent. The fact is, I say this with great sadness, that the National Institutes of Health failed in their job. The fact is that Dr. Fauci knew that he had been funding Chinese experiments in taking a virus and making it easy for the virus to go from animal to human. And it's very likely that Fauci knew from day one that the new virus was almost certainly released from the Wuhan military laboratory because it spread among people too fast. A natural wildlife-based virus takes time to accommodate to humans. Go back and look at SARS or MERS or the bird flu. I mean, we've had a whole series of experiences dealing with these things. And we know that normally there's a very slow transition. 
This was extraordinarily fast, and people now, I think, generally agree that it was done by some kind of biological engineering. So we haven't had either an honest, open evaluation of the last two years, nor have we had proposals for the kind of reforms we need. I mean, if something like this occurs again, we need to have a radically better, faster, more sophisticated response than we had this last time. Republicans would be prepared, I think, to look at all of those aspects. It's clear that the current administration is not prepared to examine in a serious way anything that's going on about public health. The very fact that Dr. Fauci continues to work for the government, continues to show up on TV, if you were to put together everything Fauci has said starting back in January and February of 2020, it would be a little bit like looking at Kamala Harris laughing. I mean, you would realize that Fauci routinely contradicts himself, but does so with enormous self-confidence and hopes that you only look at the current interview and forget everything he's said over the last two years. So there's an area where I think Republicans would be prepared to really review seriously the process of the public health system. There's no evidence that President Biden has any ability to do that. But let me carry you to a couple of other areas that are very clearly different. We've had an amazing amount of theft in the money that we have put out during the period of trying to respond to COVID. In California alone, it is estimated that $32 billion was stolen from the Unemployment Compensation Fund. I talked with the district attorney of Sacramento who's been investigating it, and she says that, in fact, it's almost certainly stolen by convicts. Think about this. Convicts in the state prison using the state computers to create false identities to steal the money and then have friends of theirs on the outside go and collect the checks. $32 billion, not million, billion dollars in California alone. Now, where Republicans would actually think that was a really bad idea, Biden actually promoted the head of the California Unemployment Compensation Fund, who had presided over $32 billion in theft. That person now has a federal job. The same thing happened in Washington state, where they had a much smaller number. They only had about $620 million stolen, probably most of it, if not all of it, by Nigerians who developed a really good personal foreign aid program of going to a local shop and getting on the Internet and pretending to be an American. Whereas I think Republicans would have said, if you're dumb enough to preside over the theft of $620 million, you shouldn't be in government. That person got promoted by Biden to a federal job. But let me go one or two steps further. With all the problems of Hunter Biden and all the problems of their relationship with the Chinese, it's very hard for the Biden administration to take head on the greatest single problem with China, and that is that there is so much manufacturing now centered in China. We discovered this after the Chinese exported their virus. They then exported their mask so you could have a mask to protect you from the virus they sent you. Now I want you to think about that. A great deal of the basic stock of pharmaceuticals is made in China. Between China and Taiwan, an enormous percent of the world's chips are made in those two countries. We are going to have to have a major program to insource back into the U.S. levels of manufacturing that relate to national security. That's not something that a 
Biden administration, which is very cautious about China, is likely to take very far or to do very much about. So again, you have, I think, a very dramatic difference in how the two parties would approach these kind of issues. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. The fact is that the Biden administration is going to lose this fall on performance. And if the Republicans will be prepared to do something like the contract with America or Kevin McCarthy's commitment to America, if we make clear what we stand for and we have candidates who run not just negative, not just that this is a referendum on Biden, although it's a referendum he'll lose, but also I think running on a positive basis. I was very encouraged that the day after Biden's comments, Kevin McCarthy, who I think is going to be the next Speaker of the House, was on Morning with Maria, and he laid out an example of how different we are and that we're quite prepared to wage a campaign of contrast, not just a campaign that's a referendum and performance. But listen to Kevin's response. I'll tell you what we're for. We're for secure borders. We're for parents having a bill of rights in their children's education. We're for stopping inflation and actually focusing on small business. We're for freedom, that individuals can live their life and not being mandated by government telling them what to do. We're for a fair and free election, that if there's one place mm. that you can show an ID, it's when you vote, not when you have to go get dinner. Um, I've watched for, we're for safe streets. We're not for cutting the police. We're for people uh, understanding the law and living by it. 
before being strong around the world, not inviting Putin to invade Ukraine. We're also for freedom when it comes into China, too. We're for American supply chain that works, that ships aren't coming from China, but we're building the products here and we're shipping our products around the world. This is a president yeah. that's had one year anniversary, one party control, and what do we have? We have an economy that's damaged. We have streets that are dangerous. We have our enemies dominating, and we have American morale low. And China's holding the Olympics next month, and he just invited Putin to invade Ukraine on the 100th anniversary of the creation of the Soviet Union. As you can see, there is a movement afoot. Now, there are always going to be some Republicans. Back when we did the contract in 94, there were some Republicans that said, oh, gee, you don't have to do anything. You can just be negative. And I said to him at the time, if we run an anti-Clinton campaign, we'll pick up 25 or 30 seats and we'll still be in a minority. But if we can run a contract with America campaign, and remember, we had very big, very popular ideas, balance the federal budget, overwhelmingly supported, as it still is today, by the way, welfare reform, extraordinarily positive support, tax cuts, people wanted economic growth. The fact is, Many of the things we adopted are things which would solve today's economic problems. We have an inflation brought about by the fact that there's too much money chasing too few goods and services. And one of the great tests that Biden wants to see a campaign between two alternatives, he stands for the failed model of building up domestic demand and hoping that somehow good things will happen. Well, we've tried that before. Jimmy Carter tried it. It leads to inflation. Inflation is caused because we are slowing down the development of new jobs. We're slowing down the development of new businesses. We're slowing down the process. The logistics supply chain, for example, is a disaster. There are still over 100 ships sitting off Long Beach. They're unloading about as many as come in every day, but they're not catching up. So there's still about literally 101 the last week sitting there. The crime problem is a major part of the logistics problem. If you look at the Union Pacific rail yard in Los Angeles, it's astonishing. And Union Pacific has reported they're picking up crooks, turning them into the police, and the crook is back out before the police have finished their paperwork. And the next day, they're picking up exactly the same crook. And there are some pictures of the Union Pacific rail yard that look like it's a war zone. I mean, there are thousands of packages thrown all over the place by people who are stealing. It's a variation on the 85 people who stole from Nordstrom in a suburb just outside of San Francisco. When you look at that video, you know this is a civilization that's on the ropes because if you can't protect a store like Nordstrom and you have 85 people going through the store looting it, you're really watching an enormous assault on the whole concept of civilized life. Well, that's what's happening in Los Angeles. And Union Pacific has said they may well just pull out of Los Angeles because there's too much crime. Now, if you have too much crime for a railroad, you know you have policies that are failing. So when you can't get the ship unloaded, you can't get the train to come in and pick up the products, you can't get the truck to show up, you end up with, as the former CEO of Walmart said the other day, and I was really surprised he said this, he said, our stores right now resemble the Soviet Union in its declining phase. He said, we have shelf after shelf that we cannot fill. Now, if Walmart can't get organized to fill it, you have a real national crisis. 
the notion of Buttigieg solving this problem is like having Harris try to solve the border. It's an absurdity. This is an administration which not only has very left-wing ideas, but it appoints people who are just incompetent. They can't possibly get these jobs done. I'm very happy for us to have a competition this fall. I think we should have a set number of very big things that we want to do. Again, some Republicans will say, oh, you can just be negative. Well, they're wrong. I think that is a guaranteed invitation to having a much smaller turnout, a much smaller election, and you have no idea what the candidates are going to do when they get here. But second, I think some Republicans will say that, well, we really can't get anything done while Biden's president. Well, I was speaker while Bill Clinton was president. We balanced the budget for four straight years with a Democratic president. We reformed welfare in the largest conservative social reform in modern American history. And children left poverty. Their parents got jobs. We fundamentally changed every welfare office in America into a work-pursuit office. That was with a Democratic president. We had the largest capital gains tax cut in American history, leading to a boom in investing in things like software and the Internet. That was with a Democratic president. So this idea that we have to get elected and then twiddle our thumbs for two years because even though we're a majority, we're intimidated by the White House, that's just stupid. It's historically false. The fact is there are three players in this game, the Congress, the president, and the American people. And if Republicans will identify specific reforms that the American people want, you can get a lot done. And frankly, you can split the Democratic Party. Once Pelosi's gone, and she will be gone after this election, and Kevin McCarthy is the speaker, my bet is that there are 30 or 40 Democrats in the House and probably six or eight in the Senate who are going to say, you know, I'm tired of fighting. What can we do together? And I think that there'll be a lot of things that could be done together and a lot of things where the public would be so supportive that members would just decide for their own survival that they had to do it. Now, I also think it's telling that 70% of the country, which means Democrats, Republicans, and independents, 70% of the country does not want Biden to run again. And after his two-hour press conference, as people thought through how many mistakes he made and how many lies he told, that number may be going up. So I think you're very likely to have an open race for president in 2024. And I think the Republican goal should be to lay down a set of ideas and a set of reforms and a set of proposals that are so popular with the American people that whoever the Republican nominee is, whether it's Donald Trump or it's Ron DeSantis or it's any one of there are at least 20 potential candidates. Remember, we had 16 in 2016. So the number of people who might show up to run, Governor Sununu is saying he might run, for example, in New Hampshire, and he would certainly have an advantage in his home state in the opening primary. I think what our goal should be to create a positive, idea-oriented, solution-oriented agenda to take President Biden's challenge seriously and to wage a two-part campaign. Part one is big government socialism doesn't work and isn't working, and there all you got to do is stand at the gas station, and as people fill their car up, ask them, do you think it's working? And they're going to say no, or stand at the grocery store, and as people come out frustrated because they can't get what they were looking for, is this working? So part one is it isn't working, and it isn't working because big government socialism can't work. Part two is here are better solutions, better ideas. Here's what the 20-some Republican governors are doing that is working. Here are the reforms around the country that are really good. 
And I think if we take that two-part program, we will have an astonishing victory this fall, maybe the biggest since the 19th century. And we will be set to then have a choice where Biden spends the last two years of his career signing Republican bills because popular support won't give him any choice. And then we should be able to win in 24 and do good things to make America capable of competing head-to-head with China and winning. And that should be the goal of the Republican Party, and I think we can do it. And I wanted to take this time to respond to President Biden's press conference because I thought it was an illustration that he fundamentally doesn't understand where we are as a country and what's possible. And I hope you found this useful. And if you get a chance, you'll see both in my book, Beyond Biden, and in other things we're working on with our newsletters and with these kind of podcasts, that we could be at the edge of a really amazing breakout where America once again becomes the most dynamic, most exciting country in the world. Joe Biden, ironically, may have set that up by being so bad that he gives us a very nice alternative to offer people. So thank you very much for listening to this. I hope you find it useful. Thank you for listening. You can learn more about what Republicans are for in 2022 on our show page at newtsworld.com. Newt's World is produced by Gingrich 360 and iHeartMedia. Our executive producer is Garnsey Sloan. Our producer is Rebecca Howell. And our researcher is Rachel Peterson. The artwork for the show was created by Steve Penley. Special thanks to the team at Gingrich 360. If you've been enjoying Newt's World, I hope you'll go to Apple Podcast and both rate us with five stars and give us a review so others can learn what it's all about. Right now, listeners of Newt's World can sign up for my three free weekly columns at gingrich360.com slash newsletter. I'm Newt Gingrich. This is Newt's World. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. You've probably heard a lot about electrified vehicles lately. Well, Toyota has electrified options for every lifestyle. We've got hybrids. No plug needed. But we also have plug-in hybrids, if that's your thing. (laughs) 
You can even go 100% electric in the Toyota BZ4X. With so many options for reducing carbon emissions, Toyota is electrified, diversified. Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero. 